What is up, y'all? I am your host, Eli Vasquez, and you are listening to the Self-Hype Podcast, where we dissect and discover all things personal development, deeper thinking, and ways to unapologetically love ourselves in the digital age. What's up, y'all? Before we get into the episode, I just want to share different ways we could be better connected in these digital streets. A space where we make the internet human and a space that we push each other to be our best selves. So one way you could join the family is our free Facebook group. Are you looking for an accountability group? Are you looking for a support system? Are you looking for a daily dose of motivation, content, interviews, and workshops? The Facebook group link is in the bio. It's free. Join it and you get to hang out with multiple like-minded people. If you want to take it to the next level, we have our personal development accelerator program where you work with me personally and my self-hype team to help you improve your social media growth, improve your personal life, and to 10x your productivity. So if you're struggling with your mindset, if you're struggling with your business, if you're struggling with your overall relationships, if you're telling yourself, I'm having these bad days and they are taking me away from the relationships and the business growth and the money in my life. This is something to check out. This week's episode, three ways to stay motivated while stuck at home and why it's okay to do nothing. So another episode quarantine edition of me by myself. Unfortunately, I'm not with Sam or Annabelle, our amazing producers for this podcast, but they are uh, sending the footage online, the new normal of the world that we're currently living in. So, But I am safe. I was on a 14-day self-quarantine, and I'm happy to say that I'm healthy. No COVID-19 symptoms of people that I love uh, and care about are healthy and are in good spirits. So I wake up every day while still carrying this additional weight that will never go away until this is all over. But I carry these things of gratitude with me, knowing that with this new normal is different things that encompass a good day. So another day that my family's happy, another day that I'm happy, another day that we're in good spirits is a good day, while also dealing with the struggles of everyday life. But this episode, a really important one, the three ways to stay motivated while stuck at home and why it's okay to do nothing. Now, why we're talking about this. I think we all can agree that there's this sense of insecurity. There's this sense of feeling that we're not doing enough. This this overbearing comparison culture of, to, of the society is coming into full fruition now more than ever because we're all at home. And I cannot act like I personally haven't been affected by this as well. I'm a content creator. So all my friends are also content creators. I'm on a team, the Better Like team, of video producers. And it's something that you naturally understand your process, but you can't help sometimes but to compare yourself to others. And that's something that I think that us as a society always struggled with. I think now more than ever that we're stuck at home. We all have this unprecedented opportunity of time that we never had before, that life has stood still. So how do we take advantage of it? We got to get things done. We got to make it happen. That in itself could be so draining, emotionally draining, physically draining. The thought of having to be on it. How am I going to take advantage of today? How am I going to take advantage of this time where we're not acknowledging the emotional weight that we're feeling? 
we're not moving in a space that we are creating a new normal for ourselves. And we have this digital device solely for just distraction, solely for just entertainment. And as beautiful as that entertainment is, as beautiful as those opportunities are to be entertained, to give us the distraction from the realities of the world or keep us informed, be more informed with the realities of the world, it very much, more than ever before, the digital space, the thing that's in our pocket, is our biggest distraction of staying motivated. Because it's not like we're going to an office. It's not like we're physically going to any space for work. If you are working an essential job, you, you then are in that position. But even more than ever, you want to come home and just distract yourself. And that's natural. And that is okay. And I think that's the first step before we dive into this episode is that it's okay to be distracted. It's okay to look at TikTok. It's okay to look at memes. Lord knows I do. I love me a good random meme. I, I as, as positive and as like, you know, the way I see the world as it is, I, I fondly laugh at the memes of uh, how nature is, is fixing itself. I saw a meme of a truck. Half of a truck was inside of a river. And the meme was, uh, trucks are returning to the water. Nature is healing itself. Uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. So I'm the number one thing before we dive in is it's okay to be distracted. It's okay to use that as use the devices, use the digital spaces, entertainment, but also understand that this same machine, this same screen that you use, can be used as a device to propel you to a next space of mindset, of, of business opportunity, of connection, of personal development. If there's one thing Self-High pushes is that we all have the tools that are essential, that no matter where we come from, no matter who we are, with this new openness of the digital space, we can take advantage and be in any space we want to be with this device in our pocket. It is a paintbrush of opportunity and, I, and it benefited me and that's why I want to instill that in all of you. So what we'll be diving into this episode is a lot of different things, is three different ways to look at how to stay motivated. One on the emotional end, another one on creating something internally for you, creating a new normal, creating a new schedule, different techniques and mindsets of your day-to-day -day life. And a third way is how to take advantage of the digital space to work for you, to motivate you, to keep you on your toes, and create a deeper sense of connection with other people versus a negative feeling of comparison. Because I think we could all agree that we struggle with a lot of those things. As we're going forward into these episodes, it's going to be really special. I'm going to be doing my live, so I'll be doing Q&As for the last 15 minutes. And if you are interested in being part of the Self-Hype uh, podcast, getting your questions heard... Be follow me on the IG uh, at it's Eli Vasquez. I'll be doing lives uh, while recording episodes, and be sure to ask your questions. And I'll be posting times and dates when I'll be doing lives on there. So let's dive into it. So the number one way I'm gonna throw it out right now to stay motivated while stuck at home is do nothing. Allow yourself to do nothing. 
And you're probably thinking, that doesn't make any sense, Eli. I, uh, this whole thing is about staying motivated. This whole thing is about getting things done, knocking them out, being on my goals, not, you know, resting. Hustle, hustle, hustle city, baby. That's what we're talking about. If there's one of many lines I use on various occasions, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And with this new normal we're living in, that's exactly it. It's okay to not be okay. We are not moving in the same pace. We're not using our energy like we usually do or used to do. We are very much in a new normal where the day-to-day realities of what we're dealing with, our energy is being catered to that, as well as us carrying additional weight through the hardships and adversity that we're currently going through. It is not normal. We are not in a space that we're used to how we to use our energy, how to use our emotional energy, how to use our physical energy. We are very much carrying this additional weight of adversity. And we're not moving like we usually do. So this is why it's okay to not be okay. And it is an adjustment. Me personally, I am such a workaholic. I am constantly on myself. I am my own worst critic. I write down all these to-do lists that I know I can never get done and I would get so annoyed with myself. And now I'm realizing in this new normal digital space of me working at home thinking, I'm going to get all these things done now. I don't have to be in commutes. I don't have to go to these meetings. I'm realizing that may be true, but I'm realizing more than ever is that it's okay to not constantly be on it. It's okay to not constantly be in a space of productivity where there's moments where we need a break. There are moments where we need to just lay down and practice that self-care. We're going to have hard days as we go through this, and I think it's the way to get through this and the way to get through anything is flexing that self-care is saying to yourself, is, is your body telling you, is your mind and body telling you, I can't do this today. I can't get that extra thing done today. That's okay. We like to think the sky is falling when we don't follow the rules that we created in our own minds. Where in reality, we were the ones that created the rules in the first place. And how everything in life is negotiable You can move those things to the next day. You can move those things to a later time. You can find those areas and find those places where you would be jumping on the next task. But it's really checking in on yourself of like, should I be jumping on this next task? Or should I decompress? Should I call someone I care about? Should I be having a conversation with myself saying, stop, let's breathe. Let's meditate. Let's journal. Let's calm our minds and bodies. Let's center ourselves. Because we not only want to be the best for ourselves, we want to be the best for the people that we care about. By doing nothing, by allowing yourself to do nothing, it will then motivate you to get things done later in the week. It will keep your energy and you will keep your energy and your emotional intake in a functioning rate 
by figuring out your, your new norm, by figuring out your new process, you could then more productively, proactively use that emotional energy, use that, that physicalness of, of that is now being taken away with everything that's going on and repurpose it in a way that still can be productive. I'm noticing that Tuesdays are my days that I may not feel like working. I did Monday, but I'm really slowing down. I know people that are taking Fridays off consistently. And mind you, this is in a place of privilege, depending on your situation, but it can be very much catered to you and what works for you. Maybe you give yourself 15 minutes for a lunch break, like an additional 15 minutes. Maybe when, if you usually use your lunch breaks to work on things, you every two days or so, you give yourself that time to just decompress and watch Netflix. We need to be in this era that it's okay to not constantly compare ourselves. It's okay to check in with yourself, and it's okay to have a day off. This capitalist society, the society that is built on the more you do, the more you'll succeed, the more chances you'll have. The very dog-eat-dog, whoever is doing the most are the, are the successful ones. Not seeing behind the door, not seeing outside the frame that they post on social media that they're probably hurting. They're probably overwhelmed. They probably feel like they have to run on this, this hamster wheel. In actuality, they could just pump the brakes and check in with themselves. Just know that everyone is carrying a weight. And everyone is dealing with it in their own ways. But it doesn't mean those ways are always productive. Because we will burn out. We will feel overwhelmed. And then what energy do we have for the people we care about? What energy do we have by the end of the week when we need to focus on ourselves, when we want to experience life, when we want to have those conversations with our loved ones? It's that repurpose of energy and that emotional intake to be our best selves. And it leads to more motivation. It leads to the restructuring of being more productive. It leads to that. So look at your own life. Look at those moments where, oh man, I'm overwhelmed here. Look at those days. Look at those feelings. When you feel those feelings, to allow yourself to rest your shoulders. Allow yourself to give yourself 10, 15 minutes to sit down and just breathe and just center yourself, and just to relax, because you deserve it, because you are going through a lot, and that is validating you right now, that with all the crazy realities that are going to be happening day in, day out, we want to take care of ourselves by, yes, producing results, but more, more importantly, producing a sustaining positivity and happiness of repurposing the energy that we have. And the next time you're at a moment of doing nothing and you could have that honest conversation, when you could have your, that honest conversation with yourself and say, I've been doing nothing for three days. Is this day me being lazy or is this day me being just unproductive? By you not doing anything and waiting it will promote action. But you sitting around, are you giving yourself that time that you need? 30 minutes to play video games, an hour of social media, it will, it will then pu push you to bounce back into being motivated. Knowing that, okay, I did my time. I did those moments of just chilling. 
And now I'm more motivated than ever to take on the things that I want to take on. But it's being self-aware and conscious with yourself that this is not laziness. This is me being productive with my well-being. Way number two, the second way to stay motivated while stuck at home. Create a new normal. A near new normal. Three ends. A lot of us are trying to make sense of all this. A lot of us are trying to make sense of, well, this is great. I get to be in my pajamas all day. I get to relax. I get to chill. I get to do my thing, yada, yada, yada. But we're not thinking of, am I being the most productive by doing that? Am I being the most productive by just being in bed while I'm working? By doing my pajamas? By eating at noon? There's something about creating a new normal, creating a schedule for yourself that is so key. It's not going to be the same, but we need to create spaces for ourselves, time for ourselves. And the first way to do that is to create a schedule. If you're going to be home, then you need to designate the proper spaces. Just because you're working from home doesn't mean that you can't get up in the morning and go for a run. You can't get up in the morning and go do your workout. And then after you get your workout done or your morning meditation, then you go make breakfast. Then you take a shower. And then you put work clothes on. And through that, you have designated time to do work for when you take those pants off is when it comes to time of leisure. The power of pants, y'all. There is a true power of pants. And I'm a true advocate for all of it. I think by just being conscious with ourselves, by being conscious of what, being conscious of, of our feelings of creating a new norm, there is a power of putting on pants when you need to do a task. There has been psychological studies on this where you create and associate products and things with productivity. There, they, there's been studies where you focus on one place focus on one thing, object, that is cognitively associated with a feeling or emotion. And in this sense, productivity. In this sense, motivation. So as you generate your schedule of, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to change my clothes after I shower, breakfast, and then once I'm done doing that, what is my self-made workspace? What is my office? What is a place that even if it's a box in the corner of my living room, this is my workspace. We want to create a cognitive association with spaces. That they've done studies where you literally sit on that stool. If you push yourself to work on this stool and then you sit on that stool again after so many days, you will be more productive on that stool than you would be on a different chair. So with that knowledge... Look at your space around you and figure out what spaces can be purposed. Where your bed is meant for leisure in a lot of different ways. And work can be designated for this corner. This, my work desk. This corner of my couch. That is my designated work space. That is my cubicle of the things that I want to do and the things that I want to create. So think about those spaces, like this is my workout area. So it'll immediately get you primed and ready to go to work out in this area. 
this is where I do work. That is going to generate a productivity for you to do work. You have to create those places, the places to work, the places to play, the places to work out, and then create with that schedule, with those designated spaces, with you putting the power of the pants on, it will generate this association, this multiple different types of association. We're creating a new normal type of schedule within our own confines of our space. And we need that separation more than ever. Where I associated strictly practicing Spanish as outside. I go outside, I practice Spanish for 30 minutes to an hour, and I go back in. But I've associated outside this very distinctual seat outside of my apartment as my Spanish learning time. So if you want to make it based off activity, if you want to make it based off purpose, if you want to make it based off association, this is the things that we do. And next up to take it even further, and we do this on my, on my uh, digital program that I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, we talk about done is better than perfect. How we very much put these to-do lists in our mind. We put these to-do lists on our schedules that more often than not, we never get done. And there's so much pressure and so much negative association with not getting those things done is that it's almost overwhelming in order to promote action. So what do we say here? We say short deadlines. Short deadlines. I will say that you need to be the CEO of your own life more than ever. And this is the time, right? This is that beautiful time, this crazy time that you can be your own boss. You're practicing being your own boss. You ever was curious about what it's like to work from home? This is it. And you have to be on yourself more than ever. And this is going to be the testing ground of you being your own CEO, of you being your own boss, of you being your own accountability by creating these schedules, by creating these deadlines for yourself. So how do I make a deadline for myself? Of course, if you're working, you have your natural deadlines. But if we want to move past that motivation of just working and getting things written, painted, done, personal, passionate projects that keep us going, that keeps us alive, that keeps us emotionally, mentally sane through all this, tight deadlines. Small wins over getting it done. It's the, it's, you, want, you want to build a state of consistency rather than, I need to knock out this whole project right now. So all I'm saying is, give yourself two hours a day. Two hours a day to knock out those goals, to knock out those things you really want. This is a challenge I put on my clients. I tell them, for this week, you only have two hours to get the things done outside of family, outside of your work, outside of this is your passion projects. You only have two hours a day to get them done. Because we tend to fill up time. We fill up time with social media. We fill up time with TV. We fill up time talking to people. We fill up all this time. Now we very much can create our own schedule within our own space, within our own homes, with no distractions. That, well, depending on family situation, you might have some distractions. But, but if you create that workspace and be strong with it and stick with it, this is your workspace. You dictate what it's going to be like. And it very much shows, and they've done studies, that if by cutting down hours, working hours, productivity not only stays the same within companies, but also goes up. So what does that say? That says, if you give me less time, I'm going to be more productive. So then give yourself less time. If the doctor said you have two hours 
that you could only work a day on your passion projects or your heart will explode. How will you get it done? If you know you want to get a script written by the end of the week, if you know you want to work out five times a day, if you know you want to do those things, you only have two hours a day, how would you do it? And it forces you to do that. So this is a very distinctual kind of exercise for us to flex because we've all been through it. We've all done this before where it comes down to we have a term paper for a three months to write a paper. And we don't write it until the night before. And we get the paper done. 300 pages. You drank all the Red Bull in the world. You stayed up all night, but you got it done. This is how we want to push ourselves. By turning off the phone, by turning off all distractions, and going after it for two hours. Those small, short, quick deadlines. You only have one hour to knock this out. How are you going to take advantage of it? How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? Promote that activity and be your own CEO. Check in with yourself. At the end of the week, have a CEO meeting. Check in with yourself. Where have I failed? Where have where I could have done better? Where, uh, what spaces and aspects of my productivity? You got to see, you are, are, you, you, are, are, you are your own boss right now. You dictate the culture. You dictate the energy. You dictate what you, what you, you are a walking product. You are a walking entity of the business, of the side hustle, the passion project that you want. You are the walking billboard of that. So you need to be the CEO and have that CEO mindset of your life. So what I'm saying is if it's once a week, once every two weeks, sit down turn off all distractions, and check in with yourself. List out all those different things you're working, all those different pillars you are building. Look at it on a board, look at it on a piece of paper, and say, how did I do this week? How did I do these last two weeks? What should I work on? What do I need to do? What do I need to tweak? Oh, I spent a lot of money here. Maybe I shouldn't spend so much money there. And then not only that, celebrate yourself. You are your own boss. You Check in on what things have been holding you back to be better, but then you celebrate your wins. We don't do that enough. We are being intentional and in creating this new normal and this new normal is scheduled. And the final way is how to use this social media digital space to work with us, to work for us. And rather than seeing other people as competition, as a sense of distraction, as a sense of negative comparison, we're going to use social media, the digital space, your cell phone as a space of accountability. Those same people that you see as distractions, those same people that you see as, oh, they're doing better than me. Oh man, they're doing so great. Oh man, they're doing... I can't, man, I'm just so lazy. I just can't get on it. I'm just like, I have no one pushing me. This is when you use the digital space. This is when you use that pocket, that, that device in your pocket that, that with full of knowledge. That's when you use it. So how do we use it? You need to plant the flag and tell the world who you are and what you want to accomplish. It's scary. I know. But you need to put yourself out there. And make that connection and use it for accountability. So 
I want to lose five pounds in two weeks. I want to write my screenplay in, the, in two weeks. I want to get things done. I want to work out for 30 days. Plant the flag. Let more people know. The more people know, the more support they will give you and the more opportunities you have. Each person is an opportunity, is a resource. Maybe they know someone to help you with your goal. Maybe they know someone to bring you in the right direction. Maybe they know someone that is hiring to get you in the right place. But no one knows where to put you until you say where you want to be. You need to dictate the energy. You need to dictate where you want your life to go. And you do it by just first off stating it, making it real, getting it out of your head. There's one thing of getting it out of your head. There's another thing to put it on a piece of paper. There's another thing to throw it out in the digital space. Post it on IG. Post it on Facebook. These are the things that I want to accomplish this month, that I want to accomplish this week, that I want to accomplish in the next two weeks. Again, Tim Ferriss for, for Our Body says it best. If you want to lose weight, you get an accountability person you, and post what you're eating. You give it to that person or even better, you could post it on social media. What you're eating every single day with your hand next to it for portion size. You are letting the world know what you're trying to do. And rather than having one person be, have your back, you're having the world have your back. You're having the world push you and motivate you to get off the couch and to get things done. And after you post, maybe you'll see people comment, hey, I'm doing that too, that's awesome. Hey, I'm trying to knock that out as well, that's awesome. Hey, go for it, I'm so happy for you, da 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 You gotta see, it's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to show that vulnerability. Because one, we think people are gonna judge us, we think people are gonna give us negative response, and we think we're gonna fail ourselves and fail everyone else. First off, this, by putting yourself out there, is the ultimate filter to see who are the people you should have around you in your life. By you saying, this is what I want with my life, and I would love your support, the people that are really there for you will come out. And you know who to then to love from a distance. So that's what you do. And if you have people also referring, like, hey, I love this. Hey, I would love to do this too. Ask them, who wants to join an accountability group? Who wants to join five-pound five frenzy? Five, the five-pound friends. That's just a random name I thought of. But you can create your own culture. You, with this digital space that everyone's at home, everyone's dealing with the same issues, everyone's dealing with the same stresses, and everyone wants to be productive. Everyone wants to be motivated. Everyone wants to take action. But accountability is one of the key steps of getting there. We can't do it on our own. So let's use this digital space, use this digital device to create a community of accountability, of people to push you, of putting yourself out there and also creating a group of people, if it's friends, if it's family members, if it's strangers. This will inherently and guarantee push you to be motivated and to get the things you want to get done out of life. And this is a device you use every day. And you're going to have people message you. And maybe you're scrolling through TikToks, and maybe you're looking at this and that, and they'll DM you like, hey, did you get that workout in? Hey, did you write that page? Hey, are you still down for the check-in in a couple of days? By having this support group in this new age that we can never have it before, it's inspiring. It's, it's amazing. And you know who's really there for you, and you'll get closer with them, and you'll connect with them more, and you'll engage with them more. And it'll be a beautiful time in our lives to say that we did that 
and we helped other people along the way. So we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about the emotional check-in and why doing nothing's okay. We talked about how to create a new normal within our own personal space. And we talked about how to extend that even further using the digital space intentionally and creating an accountability group with ourselves. So it's pushing yourself while also emotionally checking in. That's what self that's literally what self hype is all about is using the digital space to push ourselves beyond our known limitations, but then also be able to check in with ourselves and love ourselves all the same. What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Let's do the damn thing. What is up, everybody? self Hype Podcast time. I'm recording a little Q&A. So that's what we am doing now, just so we can be better connected. In case you don't know, I have a podcast, self Hype Podcast. It's all about deep thinking, how to use the digital space to promote productivity and personal development in our everyday lives. So that is the podcast. And if you guys ever want to break from the chaos of the world, check it out. Link is in the bio. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a part of the podcast, so I'll say your handles and answer your questions, um, and just a little chat, just to get to know it, just to hang out. Thank you for the fro love, thank you for, uh, you guys appreciating and loving the drip, it's appreciative, thank you Sugar, Selena, and thank you for watching the Better Like Vids, let's see, I've been practicing cooking Puerto Rican food while in quarantine, no, I need to though. Make my grandma's rice again. I like your shirt. Thank you. How's the Spanish coming along? Uh, the Spanish is... Uh, mi Espanol is, is muy bien. Mi Espanol is muy bien. Um, practicando is, is... Is muy bien. Um, con Wendy Ramirez. Spanish sin pena. Sin pena. Is amazing, actually. Um, no, it's good. Uh... It's, it's not, I'm, I'm like, I still overthink if I'm in like a new situations, but it's getting better. I'm way, I'm more comfortable and confident than I've ever been in my life. So I think that's awesome. I've just been doing it for two months. So, uh, but at the end of this month, I got to really push it and go for it because I'm having a conversation with my grandma. That's the whole point of this video. Uh, so wish me luck for the next couple weeks. Sorry, and that was from Audrey Ligadanita, 17. How's the Spanish coming along? And this is from Tips on How to Stay Motivated as a Student from underscore Ismail underscore H. So how to, tips on how to stay motivated as a student. I, I can only imagine how crazy it is to stay motivated as a student right now being stuck at home uh, with the distractions of, like, computers and distractions of um social media and video games and and everything else like i could only imagine like that is that is pretty wild so i don't blame you for being a little distracted and i think that's the big thing is we have to create a schedule you gotta create a schedule i remember being a student and never creating a schedule and i don't know how i passed high school and i think you have to be really conscious of what are proactive times? What are reactive times? Meaning, okay, what are moments of the day that I feel most proactive that I want? I want to spend my time to 
do things and create new things and generate new things more in the creative sense, where reactive time is more replying to emails, re reworking on on uh, past projects. So kind of be conscious of like kind of your emotional meter since this is a very much a new normal, and know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to tend take a break, but definitely create a schedule. Oh my God, this question. I didn't want to answer it because I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how, like what's the best way to do it. So this is from uh, Koki198X. If you have the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh my God, that's such a deep question. I love it. What would I say? Man, um, I would say understand the common ground, these common spaces that we live in. I would say, I'll tell the world, think of the very common thread of life. Think of the common spaces. Think of the commonality of what makes us human and how it doesn't matter what color you are, where you come from, you know, how you see the world. It all comes down to this very similar same human response such as storytelling knowing that you can tell a story to people from all over the world and they all cry at the same time they all laugh at the same time and there's something about creating something such as a story that could relate to so many that shows how human we really are so the next time there is difference the next time there is this arrogance understand that at the core of it, we all are human beings. We all cry the same, we all laugh the same, and we all bleed the same. And with that knowledge of understanding that we can create and promote a world with that very fabric holding us together to move past any issues or problems. I think that's what I would say. But that's just off the dome. I wish I could think of something better <laughs> than that. That was a really good question, Koki198X. How am I holding up with the pandemic, Tammy Komiko1? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm holding it down. I'm, I'm happy. My family's happy. We're all in good spirits. Uh, there is a new... There is a new normal. So my new... A good day is different now. So a good day is different. So we, we see the a good day is... Uh, is if I'm in good spirits, I'm healthy. My family's in good spirits, they're healthy, then it's a good day. So that's what it is. Hair routine. Uh, roll out of bed. Oh, there's a question. This is from A... Okay, you guys are really not making it easy. A underscore Asia Marie. How did you start your career with Betalike? So, career at Betalike. I've been working at BuzzFeed for a minute, and I started working like right out of college. And Better Like was didn't even exist yet, but I was one of like the few Latinos that are like were at the company, and it was such a different time. It's so hilarious to think about it now. But uh, I saw Jenny Lorenzo, I saw Jasmine, I saw these Latinos working to build this channel, and I supported them every step of the way. I was a cinematographer at the time, so I wasn't a producer. I was just shooting videos. To see their growth was truly inspirational, and and to be honest. I didn't join the team until I did was really because I was just insecure of my own Latin identity. And I always felt like I couldn't fit in. I always felt like I wasn't Latin enough to be on the team. So I let them do their thing and it wasn't until, you know, I realized that I love myself, that I realized I, I went on the journey of self-love and, and self-appreciation that I was able to look in the mirror and be like, I am Latino enough and Latino is not 
a thing that you try to be, it's who you are. And so I decided to create some videos on the team and they ended up doing really well. And it was around that my identity of feeling not that connected and the insecurities of that. And that was kind of the validation and that this is something I could do and this is something that feels really good. So um, luckily, not luckily, but you know, chaotic times with a digital media company, people had to switch up and get let go. But I was lucky enough to make it on the Pedal Light team because of it. So I've been there for a year now, year and three months, and I have to say it's been a phenomenal experience. New hobbies while at home: painting, exercise, reading, meditation. Um, I have. I'm not a no, but I am going to do a new skill or new activity every weekend. So this weekend will be tiki drinks. Um, I love tiki drinks, and I miss them so much. So I'm going to learn how to make tiki drinks. So from Rob Bahumana, what Latinx resources are available for people to receive mental health during social distancing? Uh, Latinx Therapy. Uh, Adriana is my homie with Latinx Therapy. Check them out um, on IG. It's an online database to connect uh, Latinx people in the community with Latinx therapists. So their services are all over the, all over the uh, country, and they also have their own podcast, so check it out. Okay, so I discovered you through Vegas thing, Mr. Lorman. I'd say you're awesome. Oh, thanks, Matthews. Appreciate it. So this one's from Buffering Betty. Good name. Buffering Betty, how has the quarantine made you better? That's a great question. Um, I think that's a question that we could all ask ourselves. So this is the question I want to give to all of you. So how has the quarantine made you better? Like just if you could put on uh, the comments how the quarantine has made you better, let me know. How's the quarantine made me better? I would say it made me, it made me realize a lot of things. It made me realize how much I care about people and how I want to make sure they're okay and feel okay. Like with my family, I just go in go mode as far as taking action when negative things happen. I coordinated a Tiger King drinking game with my family last week, and I'm noticing that I'm very much, and I have to be a, a protective part of the structure which is my family and and I love that about me and I'm glad I could do that and they trust me and respect me enough to do that and also I realize how much I need to take care of myself and uh, be compassionate with myself and give myself time to relax and enjoy and to really realize how much more there is to life than work and how much more there is to life than social media and online content and you know, working and getting and actively growing. There is something about being present and living and the, the, the action of slowing down and to just be and just to see life as it is is something beautiful and appreciative. So that is, that is one thing. I just want to say, before we wrap up the episode, everyone's going through a different process. Everyone's going through a different mindset. Everyone's going through different variables, but they all funnel down to the same is that we want to protect the people that we love and that we want to be the best that we can be, not for only ourselves, but for the people that we care about around us. And I know this may relate to you in certain ways or may not. Also, we talked about the last episode how this is very much a conversation of privilege that a lot of people may not have the time or the angle or the, or the, or the resources to do a lot of these things but it's finding the strands that work for you. And hopefully you can use it to not only inspire yourself, but also inspire others that you love and care about. 
So if this podcast reached you in any way, if you found any value from it, by all means, please share it with a friend, share it with a family member. As we're going through all this chaos of times, as wild as the news stories may be, this is very much a space of understanding, of relaxation, and a breath of fresh air with all the insanity that's going on. And just know that you are worth it, that you are worth success. I validate the struggles that you're going through. And let's go through this path of personal development and understanding with each other together. So I thank you all for listening. If you are interested in continuing the hype, we have a free Facebook group called Motivation Building for Entrepreneurs where you get daily motivational guides, workshops, masterclasses, interviews, everything else in that space. Massive value with a great community of people all willing to help each other. If you want to take it to the next level, I have an eight-week personal coaching program called Personal Development Accelerator Program, which is all things about how to 10x your productivity, 10x your social media growth, and 10x your personal development. So if you're interested, check out the links below and follow me on all things at It's Eli Vasquez. This podcast has been brought to you by On The Rise Media. To learn more about our podcast production company, follow underscore On The Rise Media on Instagram.